Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Real Estate Podcast. We host Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Uh, today, we're going to continue our series on the DISC profile. I believe that we are talking about ways of working with an eye. Oh, yes, sir. We are on the eye. Remember, uh, you know, all of this is getting better at real estate so that we can build wealth. And wealth is when your money works harder than you work. So we need to be buying uh, or buying and selling properties for our clients at a very high level. And then we take that money and turn it into assets and those assets will then uh, pay off the rest of our life. So I want to be super clear. That's why we do this. And if you're doing it just to make money to spend on boats and belts and cars and everything else, um, and then you have nothing left over, you are doing it wrong. The key is to buy assets that will then uh, produce more assets and you use that money as play money. So there we go. Now let's talk about how to make big money. And uh, one of the big things we talked about the D, the high D. Um, uh, and with the high D profile, that person is driven, decisive. I use my sister as an example. She's actually in town from Jacksonville, Florida today and uh, well, this week and for the next couple of weeks. Um, and I told her that I told the story and she didn't remember it. Um, but then when I, she's like, wait, what story? I don't remember that. And then I told the story and she's like, I still don't remember that, but that sounds exactly like something I would do. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cause you did. It is. And so she recognizes that for herself and she wasn't offended at all because she's like, this is what I do. <laughs> like if I want something, I'm going to figure out how to get it. And that's what he does. And then today we're talking about the high I and um, the I is interpersonal. It's your, your quintessential extrovert. And um, the I will care way more about relationships than it does about the end goal. And um, so for me, I am, depending on the day that I take the disc profile, some days I am a much higher D, well, not much. I am a higher D than I am I. And some days I'm a higher I than I am D. It just depends on when I'm taking it. And I see that kind of schizophrenia show up in my business. Because some days I'm just like, we need to do this. These are things that need to happen. And I will run over people. I will hurt their feelings. I will do what needs to be done in order to get where we need to go. And that's just what I'll do. And then other days, I will just say, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Uh, I don't want to have conflict. I don't want to battle. And so I won't push to a goal that I know that we need to get to in order to save the relationship. And so I don't know, those are the, that's that battle that I have as a high D, a high I that actually does not always play out as a high D or high I, um, you know, it moves around daily. So Jeff, do you have any thoughts on that? I know you have a very similar profile as far as your D and your I and how that all plays out. Um, you have anything you want to add to that before we jump into the eyes? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, the, I think you have to be aware obviously, but um, aware of like the strengths 
and the the dark side, I guess, right? Like the nice thing with your sister, your sister-in-law is like, you know, like when you hear it, you know, it kind of sounds kind of sharp. It sounds kind of mean when you talk about a D, like a high D and like what they do. And it's like, but at the same time, she was quick to recognize like, yeah, like that's how I get things done. Right. And, and I think understanding and knowing uh, oftentimes I think that we, when we start talking about profiles like these, uh, we either get fixated on the positive or we get fixated on the negative. And if we get fixated on the negative, we don't want to be like that. So we kind of re- resist that um, profile, but um, you know, just recognizing that there is a significant strength behind it as well in whatever it is, you know, with, with my high eye, like it's really hard and I'm actually becoming, uh, you know, the, the book, I don't want to throw something else in here too much, but the, the rocket fuel, right. Where it talks about the visionary and the, and the integrator, like one of the things that I realized, you know, reading through some of that is like, I, I'm a horrible manager because I'm too nice. Like, and it's funny because everybody, when they think of me being too nice, they're like, dude, I know you, you're not too nice. What are you talking about? Right. Cause even Chris is, you know, smiling and laughing a little bit, but the reality Robin's is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, like, I've, I've made significant changes in my life, right. Where I've been not the best person. And I, and I feel like I've become a better person or I've, I've been not the best athlete and I became a great athlete or, I, you know, not the best employee became a great employee, whatever it is. And so I, like, I oftentimes see the best in people. Right. And, and so when I'm operating that high I status, like I am, I, I'm not the best manager because rather than just stating the facts of what need to be said and done, I'm like, I'm believing, like, I, I feel the emotional uh, pull or empathy with, with the individual, if that makes sense. Right. So, you know, I, I, those are some of the things that I'm learning about myself. And, uh, and I think definitely would, um, would be good for people to, to recognize, especially the high eyes for sure. So let's talk through the conversation with an eye. Um, how do you win with an eye and how do you lose with an eye? Um, I just had this conversation with uh, an agent on our team yesterday who was, who said to me, Chris, I really like to do things with people. And I've, I've struggled a little bit post pandemic because we're not in the office. We're not together all the time. And, and that has been, has been a struggle for me. I, I like being with people. I like working with people and I like spending time, you know, in a pack. Right. And so um, we were just having that conversation. How do we solve that? And uh, yes, that was one of those, uh, those major issues, but trying to figure out how to, how to solve it and how to get through that. Jeff, do you have any thoughts on that? Man, it's like with the, with a high eye, it's, it's, it's rapport, right? Like you, you win with me by, by building that rapport, developing that relationship. I, I think that high eyes, you know, tend to develop a level of trust quicker, but at the same time, like you can't break that trust and you also can't, you know, the moment that, that I feel like I'm being manipulated, it's like all red alert. It's like the ground falls out from underneath me, right? So, that, so you lose with me when you when I start feeling manipulated, when I start feeling like when I feel like people are you know toying with my you know relational emotions, if you will, right? So I'm a very relational person. Um, but with that being said, when someone is when they're when they're not genuine, or I feel like there's not a level of authenticity to it, it scares me because I trust so quickly in that high eye, and so. You know, we win with a high eye 
when we can be, when we can walk at their pace, talk at their pace, develop relationship, build rapport, talk about, you know, the, the things that are important to them in their life, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to go slow because oftentimes an eye is going to be talkative. They're going to want to talk about, you know, things that you may have in common or that they feel like you have in common. They want to talk about their day, um, you know, and especially a high D if you're a high D like that's going to drive you crazy because you just want to get to the point, right? You don't have time for the relationship. You're not trying to add more friends to your friend pile or, or whatever else. Um, and so if you're, if you try to push or rush an I as a, as a, especially as a D since we've already covered the D like they're going to, they're going to shut off because they're going to feel like you don't care. Right. And for that, for, for an I, uh, at least for myself, I want to know how much you care before I know how much you know that 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 old saying, right? Um, and so those are some of the ways that that you can win with a with a high eye. Uh, those are some of the ways that you can lose with a high eye. And I think that um, you've just gotta you gotta be cautious of that. So you know, Chris talks about going in and out of the the D and the I and that that kind of uh, uh, split personality syndrome, right? So anytime that I'm in my super high D mode. Like I have to take a breath, right? Like I literally like physically, I'm like, I'll, I'll get to my appointment or wherever I'm going to be. And it's like, all right, I got to take a deep breath. I got to slow down and I have to, um, I have to be here. I have to be present. Right. And, and so that's eyes are always very present in their relationships with people and in their conversations. Right. Whereas a high D is, uh, can be all over the place and, and others can too. But yeah, that's that's where. Any thoughts there, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, you're you're hitting the nail on the head. I mean, I think the language that we use has to be different when we're talking to the I, right? When they're talking to D, the language is how are we getting it done? Next step, next step, next step. When we're talking to the I, it's together, fun. You know, in it like I'm with you. Those are the the words, and so. I'll tell you, um, if you say to a high D, oh, this is going to be fun. They're like, well, I don't care if it's fun or not. I just want it to get be done. Right. Like that's, that's just it. And I, and we've all talked to that person. That's just super gruff. Like they just want what they want. And they want it yesterday. A high I, yeah, I want it to be fun. I want it to be enjoyable. I want to be in this with you. Um, you know, there's an agent on our team, um, Bell, you know, when, when we, I was talking with her, about kind of scaling her business a little bit. Belle is a super high eye and she's she's really funny and fun, right? Like bubbly. So um, with her, she was like, like when I was like, hey, you need, to, you need to be able to bring in people to help you on some of your showings. And her whole thing was like, but I need to give people the Belle experience, right? The fun, the enjoyable, the, you know, all that. And I'm like, the high I's want that. The D's, the S's, and, and even the, the S's kind of enjoy it because they're loyal uh, people. But the uh, the D's and the C's don't care about the bill experience. They just want to get what they want. And they want it, if it's the S or C, they want it done right. So that's that whole idea is how the language you're using. This is going to be fun. It'll be enjoyable. We are going to um, do this together. I mean, the fear of doing this and being left alone is what will absolutely kill somebody. So, um, which, I mean, just think about, uh, you know, the, the quote um, or the movie that 
my wife loves to compare me to Jerry Maguire because every time I'm by myself, I like always create a party around. <laughs> like I just invite people over. I go hang out. I get on the phone, whatever. And she's like, Jerry Maguire couldn't be alone. You are Jerry Maguire. You like to, you don't like to be alone. I don't know. Maybe I'm not my own type. I don't know. But the bottom line is, well, it, yeah. it's so true. And you know, so we were, um, you know, I just bought a house under contract. Phenomenal, or you know, a, a nice piece of land, really, right? And and the seller was back and forth and back and forth. And you know, she's she's experienced a lot of pain right now, a lot of you know, financial struggle and difficulty. But selling this this land is going to basically change her entire life and and you know give her solve a lot of her issues. And she knows that, and she was back and forth, and she's back and forth, and you know, thought that we had everything going, you know, we got the, we got the contract drawn up. We, we, we sent over the contract and, and then she pauses. She's like, I, I got to think about this again. And, and really, so we dug down into it. And what's interesting here is that it, it literally came down to her feeling like she was alone, like not wanting to be alone, but also being afraid of, of other people, like, which is, is kind of interesting because the way that we're working the deal out, She's going to have, she's going to have some life rights and different things to, to a piece of the land. And, you know, so on one area, she, she's scared because, you know, she literally told me, she's like, when I, when I sell this property to somebody else and I, and I have my life rights on this, on this piece of it, she said, I'm going to be left alone. Right. And I'm going to have to deal with them. And that was a significant piece for her. So I, I just walked through with her you know, and, and, and talked about some of the different things that we could do. And it gave her that, it gave her the piece that she needed to know that like, she wasn't alone. Right. I, I think the other thing is eyes love, um, what's the word social, um, uh, social, not social proof, but social, not, not even social edification. What's the word social confirmation. They want others to tell them that they're making a good choice. Is that, you know what I'm saying? Like they want their, they want people around them to tell them that they're, that they're making a good, a, a good decision because they almost overvalue other people's opinions and, and they can get stuck. in. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk through how you lose with a, uh, with a high eye. This is, this is really interesting. If you send them a bunch of paperwork that they're going to have to do by themselves, they are going to get frustrated right? If you send them, um, you know, you know, you, like, I still remember as a high, I, a DI, um, an agent sent me the, the, uh, HOA docs, the resale package that I had to fill out myself. And I was like, what, if I was an S or a C sure. But as a DI, I was so pissed that I had to fill that out myself. I'm like, no, 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 I don't like, there's a lot, there's paperwork involved here. There's all this stuff. And, and, you know, and I'm like, you want to walk me through this? If you want to walk me through it, I'll do it, but I don't want to do this by myself. And so that was that whole idea as a, you know, yeah, a new, like a young guy selling my first house. Right. So that was one of those things where I was like, okay, I, I do not want to do this. Um, so anything where you're kind of left by yourself to figure it out um, is not fun. Now, on the other hand, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not people that figure stuff out or resourceful or anything else. Like they're totally good if they feel like they're part of a team. You'll also see high eyes 
tend to like team sports a little bit better. Even, I mean, you know, Jeff, I know you were a wrestler. So that was where it was just interesting because wrestling is, is that DI a perfect sport for a DI, right? Like the high D is like, I'm in it by myself, but I'm also part of the team, right? So you get that, that both and thing going for you. So I think that's really, really, really powerful. So I don't really have much more to add to it because I think everybody recognizes the high I. Um, they usually are, are always with other people. They, when, when you're talking to them about what they're looking for in a house, they're going to talk about hosting. They're going to talk about where they can be together with people, the bigger rooms, the, um, you know, entertaining space, all of that is going to be more important to an eye than any other, uh, profile out there. And so when you understand that that's what they're thinking about and that's what matters to them, then they're going to, then you can speak their language and that's when you can really win with them. So yeah, I think this is probably going to be a short episode because it's so like, I mean, the eyes are really simple and really easy to uh, to understand. You, you see them coming a mile away because they like to be with people and they're around people. And if you, if you, make sure that they know you're in it with them. They, they make sure you make sure that, that you are partnering together, that it's going to be fun and enjoyable and an experience and all of that. That's how you end with an eye. And if you speak any other language other than that, you're going to lose them and they're going to find somebody that's going to walk with them and make them feel like you're together in the process with them. So that's, that's the eye in a nutshell, short, short episode, but um you know, just sweet to the point. Right. Uh, I, I think my fifth grade teacher was it fifth grade. I don't know. When did you, when did you learn the kiss it method? Right. Keep it simple, stupid, right. Uh, <laughs> short and sweet. Um, definitely doesn't have to be too complex. Uh, eyes can, eyes are a lot of fun uh, to, to be around. And, you know, I say that as an eye, I guess, so I, I guess I'm a lot of fun to be around, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it, it's not a, it's pretty simple. It's pretty fun. I, I think so stick with them and have a great time. So, all right. Anything else as we kind of land this ship a little bit early today? No, I think we can land early. I think we're, uh, we're good to go. This is uh, super powerful. And, and if you guys, if you work this well, then you'll have so much more success with the high eye, but if you don't, you're going to lose them. But here's the thing with high eyes. They're not confrontational. So they're not going to tell you that you've lost them. They're just going to ghost you and you're going to be gone and you're not going to be able to get them back. So that's the, uh, that's the high eye in a nutshell. That's it. That's awesome. Hey friends, this does conclude another episode of your uncommon real estate podcast with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff safe, right? Uh, as we're jumping off here, wherever you're listening to the podcast at, you know where you're at. Drop on there. Give us a review. Give us a one-star, three-star, five-star, anything in between there. We'd greatly appreciate it. Hey, let us know if there's any topics, any subjects, any uh, anything that you want us to discuss. Uh, we're here to help you level up and to, uh, and to continue crushing it in your own business. Until then, uh, we will see you next time. Same time, same place. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com.